Welcome to Newborn to Teen and Everything in Between, the podcast from Bespoke Family. I'm Bex. And I'm Claire. Thanks for joining us as we tackle the ups and downs of life with children, helping you to get the best out of your time together. No rules, no judgment, just guidance. So grab a cuppa and let's get started with today's episode. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about going on holiday with children, which is quite exciting really. I love a holiday. You do love a holiday, don't you? I do. I love it. It's just, it just feels like you're going somewhere different. You can just experience all the new things um, and some, hopefully, sometimes you might get a little bit of sunshine as well, which is just really nice. Yeah. Swimming pool. However... (laughs) (laughs) taking children on holiday is a very different prospect yes how have you found going family holidays from um actually i have to say i would say that i think holidays with children holidays with children have actually been really nice i mean we as ever people who have listened to the podcast will know you know i didn't have the easiest parenting journey it was quite hard work and and you know it, it was hard work being on holiday as well but i think because you're away from everything it isn't it, it can it isn't necessarily as arduous as being at home because you haven't got work and you haven't got to cook dinner potentially and you know things like that i mean although we did have one holiday where we were we went with some friends to a caravany type place and it was the first holiday i think we'd taken them properly really they were still well they were they must have been well, i don't know maybe 11 months something like that so it was proper first proper holiday and we were waiting for our friends to come so we were kind of going to go in convoy and amy was sitting in her walker thing and all of a sudden i could just see stuff dripping out <laughs> the bottom of a nappy <laughs> and I was like oh that's not very good and I thought oh well changed it <laughs> then she got in her car seat same thing happened again changed it and then as we drove through the gates of the caravan park she projectile vomited all over the back of I think probably my seat um everywhere and from that moment on <laughs> for the rest of the week yeah. Both of them had sickness and diarrhoea. <laughs> it was awful. Uh, we should probably have come home, but I think it was a bit like, I don't know, I think we kind of felt like we were on holiday and we wanted to stay, but really, in hindsight, we should just have turned around and come home. So that wasn't great. Um, but, um, hey, you know, at one point we were out and I had used all the baby grows, and so... Um, one of the children, possibly Ben, was in a yellow baby grow. You know, you always have that one colour out of the packet that you don't use. Yeah, so he was in a yellow baby grow because that was the only one we had left. So they make for fun holiday photos then? Yeah, great. So that wasn't good, but other holidays have been really, really good fun. Me being the person that is um, needs to know everything before she goes... Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, if we go to a stately home, I like to have a little booklet about it. I need to know, I need, oh, like, a map. 
you know, those kind of things. Um, so before I go on holiday, I research it. So when we, don't pull that face, Claire. Yeah. <laughs> when she says research, she means research. research. But when, you, when we go on holiday, we did research stuff, you know, quite thoroughly. And so we knew kind of, particularly the accommodation and things, we knew, you know, what we were going to. And I think that does definitely help. Um, so maybe yeah, you I think start by saying what... As much as I joke... Yeah, an element of research is really important mm. um, when you're going with children and I think it helps give you confidence of knowing as much information as you can mm-hmm. in advance of the holiday particularly if it's your first time of travelling either with your you know first children, child, children um, or it's travelling with you know future children siblings and things like that and suddenly you've got two or three of them on all different ages or whatever it might be and so it is looking at things you know even just what's the transfer time and this is obviously assuming you're going abroad but if you're not going abroad and you know how long is it going to take you to drive somewhere Mm -hmm. and what are those stops that you can make and can you do it over a nap time or can you do it at certain times of the day um, what's your flight times going to look like? What's the, if you are going abroad, how long is it on the other side? Mm-hmm. And I think we always think about the kind of transfer time, but you also got to get through passport control and you've got to get, you know, mm. and so all of those things start adding up. And if you add that to your flight times and then getting to your accommodation, what time are you going to be there? And what does that mean for, particularly if you're with younger children, are you going to have to have food on the go? Are you going to... And so it sounds a lot, but if you can plan as much as you can, don't plan within an inch of you know, no. every five minutes because it's going to you know, never work quite right. No. But it's you know, it might even be if you are going to go on a flight, then it's getting to the airport in good time. Do they have a play area for the children so that they can play before you get on the flight? Mm-hmm. What does the flight offer? Um, in relation to food or to milk and things like that so what kind of services have you got to your available to you so that you can make this as easy as possible but also what you need to plan to take with you Mm -hmm. Um, and so again it depends what kind of accommodation you're staying in hotel um, apartment you know self-catering are you going all-inclusive all these different things Mm -hmm. depending on where you are having a think about you know if you are going somewhere where it is pretty much all inclusive which is great but do they have the food that your children will eat or that you're happy for your children Mm. to eat because some um, you know venues will still very much about the kind of chicken nuggets and chips thing now if you're fine with that for your holiday then that's that's great and it's Mm -hmm. not a problem and if your child is really easy to feed Mm -hmm. and happy with fruit and all of those sorts of things then that's great however if your child isn't Mm. or you want more variety then actually Mm. what's going to what is that kind of accommodation going to offer you Mm -hmm. and I think then it's coming into things such as safety as well so it depends again on the age of your children but where you're staying how safe is it and yeah. what might you need to consider? Yeah, because there's things like balconies and yeah. and swimming pools and things like that. So you have got to look and see what the rating is and be guided by the travel agent in some mm-hmm. respects. And it's, you know, certain things like 
I've been in some hotels where I'm not sure I would be that comfortable using the cots, for example. Yes. Because actually they're just, you know, they're a little bit older or whatever. It it really does depend. Would I consider taking a travel cot that's easy to pack? Yeah, probably I would. Yeah. Um, And also the bonus to that is if you are going away with your little one for the first time or they've only ever been used to when you have gone away sleeping in that travel cot, if you take it with you again, that is familiar. Yes. It's your own sheets, it's familiar to them, so it can help with that whole familiarity, which ultimately helps mm-hmm. them settle into a new environment easier. So sometimes taking something like that can, you know, definitely help. And how about the actual destination? I mean, I know that, you know, obviously all the facilities and that kind of thing matters, mm. but does it... You know, do you necessarily need to go somewhere, you know, near a beach? You know, what's the kind of... I suppose it depends what you want, doesn't it? Yeah. But does the does the weather matter? I think you have to think about heat and humidity and mm. things like that, depending on the age of your children. Because older children may just spend the whole time in a swimming pool. Yeah, but again, you know, you can... But then you've got to think about, you know... Making sure them... you take rash vests and exactly. things like that, don't you? Yeah. To, to make sure that they don't get burnt mm-hmm. and the right level of sun cream because I know we know we've always put sun cream on the children but you know they hate it Mm -hmm. (laughs) and also it's quite hard sometimes to see where you've put it even with thick stuff because it starts to soak in and then you know they say it's waterproof it probably isn't really and then you have to towel dry them and stuff comes off so you do find a little top tip either there's a few things that you can use to put sun cream on Mm. um self-tan mitt Oh, okay. Works really well because obviously that's what it does. It's yeah. basically the same coverage. as sun cream. It gives coverage and it's easier than on your hands. Or a um, makeup brush. A makeup brush? Yeah, like a foundation brush or whatever and put that on their face. Like use it to... And that probably feels a Obviously bit a clean as well. brand new one. But yeah. Um, yeah, and it goes on and it goes on even mm-hmm. rather than when we use our hands. And if you don't want to use any of those sit your little one so that they so you sit down and they're sat with their back to you on your chest between your legs yeah yeah and then you do their their cream on their face Mm -hmm. with them sat like that because when you're doing it when you're you know Mm. facing them and you're trying to do their face they pull their heads back that's how rich always does it actually he he stands behind them and always used to do a quick like real quick if if you've got their head resting against your chest Ultimately, what then it means is you've got something to hold their head against, and yeah. they they feel the same rather than trying to push against you whilst you're. And don't forget the tops of ears and things Absolutely. like that, and the back burn. of the neck. Mm. They burn really easily, they don't do. they? And you can forget. But them. they have to be completely covered. Yeah. Really. So, and also, if it is your first holiday, go prepared. Potentially doing more what we would call shade bathing mm. than sunbathing mm. because actually you're probably going to spend more time in the shade. Yeah. Um, because ultimately they need. Or inside even. Yeah. <laughs> and that sometimes you need to make sure that the way if it's a really hot place where you're going to that you've got air conditioning in. Yep. In the. And actually, it's kind of quite a nice relief if you have had the morning doing whatever. You come back and it's you know maybe afternoon nap time. Mm. And also bear in mind that some of older children mm. who may have given up naps actually will want to nap because swimming and in the heat and things like that. But even if you're here in the UK and you've gone somewhere, even being on the beach or, you know... Fresh air. 
fresh air and out and busy, they still may come back and sort of crash for a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not unusual. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, particularly if you're in a hot country, it definitely can help. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, just... Okay, so if once you've researched and made sure that you, you look at your journey, you look at what you need to take, mm-hmm. you look at where you're going to go, which country, what kind of accommodation and what mm-hmm. facilities are there, then you start to think about what you will pack mm-hmm. to go. So, Claire, and as a nanny, literally... you have packed mm-hmm. for many families, I'm I sure. Have. Um, and obviously you have packed for yourself mm-hmm. um, so I imagine that you've got millions of top tips for packing yes and the problem is you will always want to pack everything oh, because I, you I just do. want to be as prepared as possible well, and, and even as an adult mm-hmm. you, I literally, Rich is like what is in your like mm-hmm. toiletries bag and I'm like well and he's like they do sell shampoo in wherever we're going I know. And it's like well it's, but yeah yeah I did I saw something really funny the other day about when particularly potentially women pack versus when men may pack <laughs> men kind of just chuck something in a bag and, he's, and they're done and um, there was a thing of you know women so you might be going away for one night but you might pack two pairs of knickers but oh, then you yeah. suddenly go but you never know you so go. you pack a few extra and it's like you're going for one night when have you ever needed <laughs> extra pairs of pants <laughs> and then it's like one pair of socks well no I'll, I'll take a few pairs just in case again what are you just encasing yeah it's one but night but with children exactly yes you do so, but, that's, but I think that's if it's if it's women and their mothers then that's yeah. probably why <laughs> um, and so I think again it depends on where you're going your point here if you're staying in your country mm. they do have shops and actually what am I saying even if you go to other countries <laughs> they have shops and I think if you're going with young children and you know maybe they're on formula milk or then you are going to need to take that with you. Don't rely on no. being able to source it. If you're going to Devon, yeah, the likelihood okay. is they're probably going to have the milk, and it's <laughs> you know they do have supermarkets and everything else. Um, and again, nappies sometimes they can be really bulky to take. But if your child's particularly sensitive mm. to certain nappies, then it is probably beneficial to um, take those with you. And then I would always look at those kind of key things that you might need. And so write your list and then start to work through that list and go, is, am I being ridiculous? And am I just taking everything for the sake of taking it? Sorry, just saying about the list. Mm. See, I feel like I'm a bit of a pro at holidays yeah. because what we've always done is had, had a master list mm-hmm. that we keep for every holiday. And mm. you just update it. So you have, like, so you have a, a list and it has like flip-flops and... Mm-hmm. costumes and stuff and whatever and then you take it all off and then the next year you go oh there's my list and then you just go through it and add anything that you might add extra right. or delete and so for example if it said nappies and they're no longer in nappies then you just substitute that for pants kind of thing right yeah get you i know Gosh, this is a revelation. I know, well, now I'm thinking I'm actually quite good at it. That's because you love a holiday and you can't wait to get there. Exactly. Um, So one, you know, again, it's personal choice, but something when packing for children that has 
been a complete game changer is something called packing squares mm. I love a packing square um, that you can get them online um, but basically what you can do for children is have different packing squares so they are literally like um, a bag that you zip up see through they can be see through or they're mesh or whatever um, and then I would you know I'd have baby grows in one I'd have vests in another I might have pajamas dresses swimwear and put them all into packing squares so ultimately when you get to your um, location and your accommodation you pull out these packing squares and you know exactly what's in each of them you're not going through the whole suitcase trying to find different things alternatively what you can do if you've got several children you can actually have packing squares of outfits so it might be wow yeah so you might be you know dresses with socks and pants so you have the whole outfits all packed into a packing square so you know exactly where to go for that blimey that's that's yeah yeah. but and another thing i would say if you have um obviously if there's a few of you going don't pack everything into one suitcase Mm-hmm. Because if you put all of the baby or children's stuff in one suitcase and that suitcase goes missing. Yeah. So again, a packing square can come in very handy. If you move the packing squares across different suitcases, ultimately you're always going to end up with some clothes. So you can kind of put... Do they do adult packing squares? They are. They're for anyone. I feel I need to get some. They're very good. Do you use them for your holidays? I haven't really been on holiday for a while. No, you but... haven't, have you? But it's um, a good idea. It's really, really well, it's neat. Good. The, the other thing is that you don't then, and this is me again, you don't then have to put all your stuff into somebody else's drawers. So you can just oh, yeah, leave it in the packing. <laughs> you can leave, but you could, couldn't you? We keep yeah. it organised in the yeah. drawers. You can just yeah. lift the packing square and put it into the drawers. And particularly, when you they're really great if you've got um, a shelving unit wherever you are, mm. and you just put them on each shelf, and then you know exactly sure, where to yeah. go. So you might have put all pants and socks in one. You might, yeah. You might have to get some of those. They're yeah. very good. Mm. Um, but packing squares, you know, are really handy. Again, like you just said, writing that list mm-hmm. and having that list, working through it. Obviously, you pack a few extras, but don't forget, you can wash stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and But if you have small children, just keep in mind that, and again, it depends on where you're going. If, you know, if it's hot, cold, you know, we could be talking skiing, we could do, you know, beach holidays, so it's really hard, but always pack a bit extra mm. but with regards to things like milk and nappies um, and snacks and things like that I would always say overcompensate don't go by the minimum for those because the likelihood is they'll go through more nappies particularly if they're in and out of a swimming pool mm-hmm. um, they're going to eat more snacks than you probably expect them to because mm-hmm. of the travel and everything cool. else and if they are on formula, they, you know, particularly if you're in a hot country, they may drink more as well. Mm-hmm. And so thinking of those sorts of things. And then packing your bag for your actual travel. Mm. I was going to ask you about that. Yeah. yeah. So one of the things that I always use is either Ziploc bags, but um, they're obviously not great for our environment. No. So well, You could buy more packing squares, could you? You could, um, but what can also be useful is just see-through um, uh, like cosmetic bags. Oh, yes. You know, yes. Just, mm-hmm. And what you can do is have maybe, again, if it's a baby, nappies, a vest, an outfit, 
Um, and you have everything in that one bag. If you need to go and do that nappy change, you've literally got everything. Mm. You just pull it out and there's your whole outfit, there's your whole changing thing. Um, for older ones, then obviously you're going to have pants, socks. Do the whole thing so that you can just pull it out and then you can go and And actually, the other good thing, which is another thing I always have, is a plastic wallet with all the travel documents in. Yep. So all the passports, the tickets, the information, mm-hmm. so that when you get to wherever you need to get to show your passport, whatever, you yep. just take your plastic wallet out and it's there. So it's yep. a similar kind of idea, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I think the more you can just look in your bag and it's all see-through, mm. it's when you have to rummage through everything to try oh, and awful. find a yeah, pair of socks or yeah. whatever it might be. Um, or you just cannot find that dummy. Because you have got to put a lot in that day bag, haven't you, really? Yes, mm. a huge amount. And Especially so, if you've got lots of children. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, if you're travelling and you've got slightly older children, it's you know getting some of their toys that they maybe haven't played with for a while, wrap them up in wrapping paper, and then when you get on <laughs> the flight or in the car, you go, oh, wow, what have I got? And they unwrap it. It's like it's brand new mm-hmm. and it just adds a little bit of interest. So that sort of thing as well can mm-hmm. be really... And activities that you can do, again, on the plane, and it's really hard because there's so many age groups, so it's yeah. very hard, but activities that kind of are a bit open-ended and they can just sit and play with um, if they, you know, either in the car or on the aeroplane. Yeah, lots of people will just use electronic devices and that mm-hmm. also is yeah. you know if it's it needs to be choice. it needs to be doesn't it and that's but also bear choice. in mind that if they're on electrical um devices which is fine they are going to need regular breaks and get them up and moving mm-hmm. so either that's get them out of the car and you know stop at the services or stop somewhere for a walk because if they're on a screen the whole time that energy is sitting somewhere yeah um, and when I used to do training with cabin crew, um, it was always so funny because I'd always be like, just watch the children who are on devices for too long because at some point they will start to get restless and you may, you know, you need to step in there with some activities, move them around, that sort of thing, because they have energy and they need to use it. So just talk a bit about what you did with them. Um, with the airline? The airline, yeah. So um, I think it was for about four and a half years. Mm. I used to go out um, to Abu Dhabi every six weeks and train cabin crew. And it was one of the most interesting times. And basically what I used to do is train, do, it was two days of training on what things to look at for supporting families on aircraft. So what would children experience? What could they do to help a family? And we talked about so many different things, um, just that, children experience so much some might be frightened of the noise of the toilet in on on the aircraft uh that they would be potentially sitting next to people that they've never sat next to before and they don't yeah i used to tell a lot of stories about my flights with children and what i experienced good and bad but um i did always always tell them that someone and you know a good member of cabin crew can be a game changer on your flight Mm, definitely 
um, just helping you, everything else, it really does make a Well, just a friendly face for the children as well, because they enjoy that, don't they? They do. If there's somebody. And what do you do, what would you say about um, a child sleeping on the flight? How do you get a child? Because I know that whenever I've been, I mean, my children were much older before we went abroad, but, um, well, I think about five or something like Mm -hmm. that, we went to... Disneyland Paris when they were five Mm -hmm. I think and just to see how it went but I just remember getting them to be comfy and Mm -hmm. you know working out when to get them to sleep and what would you advise for that kind of thing um it again it depends on you know flight times and 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 the airline you're flying with as well because what they have available um if you're flying with young babies and it's a long flight you try and look for a bassinet seat if you can because they can make a big difference but it's also looking at keeping with routines so it might be that you know it's coming up to bedtime so you actually have pajamas if so still... you would take pajamas yep in your little ziplock in bag little ziplock bag um i would also take something you know we'd go into the bathroom we would play with the water in the sink um that was one of the biggest things that always calmed children down because nine times out of ten an aircraft toilet is slightly dimmer than the actual cabin That's true, yeah. and water is really calming so if you run that you can normally calm a baby if they're getting a bit you know overstimulated also there's not a lot to see in a bathroom so they tend to calm down if mm-hmm. they're getting a bit fractious and overtired so I would always go in, I would kind of do a bedtime routine. So give them a bit of a wash, I would put pyjamas on, I would maybe put their sleeping bag on and then start the process, you know, if they have milk, then a feed, you know, I'd do that. Um, and then kind of calming them down. It's quite small in the bathroom though, isn't it? Yeah, I wouldn't feed them in the bathroom. No, 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 but I mean seat. just, yeah. It, it, it is, but however... <laughs> Depends on what aircraft you're flying on. See, this is the years of being... uh, It depends on what aircraft you're flying on. But um, typically, there will always be a bigger bathroom somewhere on the aircraft. And it typically will be um, kind of towards the back of the aircraft or the front of the aircraft. One slightly bigger. Yeah. And they normally have a bit more space. So, like I said, it does depend on the size of the aircraft and what aircraft you're flying on. But sometimes they will be... Yeah, so you would recommend, and then to try and get them to sleep, it is just trying to snuggle up in their seat really as well as you can. Yeah, make them as comfortable. There are products that you can use um, so that it kind of makes a seat more like a bed. Now, you can try it, mm-hmm. however, some airlines won't allow them. Oh, right, yeah. So, you need to again, have your seat check with, on or whatever they yeah, say. Yeah, and also check with your airline about what you're allowed to take on and what you not mm-hmm. allowed to take on so some will allow you to bring a car seat on again dependent on age some you know if child's under two they have to be on your lap and have to be on your lap for the whole time whereas some others yeah. you can have a second mm. have the seat for the child but they have to be on for landing and takeoff so it is worth every airline does it slightly differently mm-hmm. so again checking all of that stuff mm-hmm. what can you take into the hold you know what sorry what can you take in with you for the overheads and what can what has to go in the hold where do you lose you know push chair chair, do they take it at the you know at the door or is it at the gate all those things um if you have young little you know babies i would always say a baby carrier a papoose of some description is really helpful yes 
because it just means you've got and as great as nappy bags are and changing bags having a rucksack and this is for any age means you can put it on your back and you've got two hands free mm. you are not trying to lug a bag as well as well as holding a toddler's hand and things like that so i would mm. always go rucksack they don't mm. look particularly although there's some really nice ones going on the market yeah, now but ones, yeah. um rucksack all the way um so what about um things like jet lag and stuff <laughs> is that gonna be something that you can help with yeah you can help with it um it's you're setting a body clock but you have to kind of understand again it depends on how long you mm, how far course, it is yeah. and if it's a short haul flight and you're only going to be you know there for a week maybe and it's an hour's difference it might even work to just keep on the same timings that you've been on in so the just uk put to bed later or earlier one another yeah. yeah um and just go with sticking on uk time and actually then you've got no change when you get back either yes. Obviously, if it's a little bit more than that, it starts to get a bit more tricky. Um, but you can, you know, it's all about kind of setting that body clock and set the body clock by routine. Mm-hmm. And so it's getting up, having breakfast, being exposed to the daylight. It's um, having a nice bedtime routine. You can still do a bedtime routine and have all of that and then pop them in a pram or something like that and go out for dinner that can work for a lot of people it can also be a disaster for some (laughs) as well it really does depend but um something like um having a portable white noise machine can help um snooze shades are very good um in respect of if you're in a you know it's very light and you want them to have a nap or sleep then they can be really good to help make it nice and dark in their pram for them um, and so all those little things can help with jet lag. So basically, you want to expose them to daylight in the day, make it nice and dark at night so that they start to set that body clock, keep meal times or feed times as regular as you have in the UK and at those times of the day. And like I said, you know, some children might not be napping, but they might go back to napping and they might do the nap and then it means that they can stay up for a couple of hours and you can have dinner and again depends on the resort you go to or if you you know if you're in a resort then there's kids club isn't there and then there's yeah. always the kids disco and things. Yeah, that's if your children want to go if they want to go yeah but some children don't some no, children mine didn't <laughs> yeah and you know things like kids club and stuff mm. you know if well the other there. thing is i think sometimes you have to resign yourself to the fact that and and it's fine that sometimes we used to go out for an early dinner, we'd come back, the children would go to bed and we'd have to sit on the balcony mm-hmm. in the hotel. I mean, sometimes it's not as, you know, the one hotel we went to and the balcony was right at the back of the hotel and it really wasn't that great. And it was a bit like, oh gosh, you know, this is... But, you know, it, that's another thing. I think if we'd have thought about it, we'd have perhaps looked a little bit more into that. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's another thing, isn't it? To look at, yep. is there somewhere for you to sit if you've got to... And also, if you are going to go in a hotel, what are the facilities? So is it a two-room? Is it that you have a main bedroom and a sitting room? Is it just a room? And if it's just a room, how are you going to manage the nights? Mm. Because, you know, are you prepared for that? And it doesn't mean that it's, you know, if you're happy... Well, that's what it was. It was a room. Yeah. Yeah. And so that can then make it... 
because then you you went in you had to be so quiet and mm-hmm. yeah it was it was quite it was so quite again it's looking at those sorts of things and for mm-hmm. some people you know hotels aren't what they want to do they like no. to go to villas no. and apartments well, yeah, and no, that's, that's what, you what do. we do yeah um and it can make it a lot easier mm-hmm. but then being in a hotel can also be really easy because actually everything's on site it is everything's yeah. there so yeah. it's really dependent on what you so if you're traveling down in a car let's say mm-hmm. you go to i'm saying down because obviously from where we are it's normally down to cornwall or mm-hmm. devon or dorset or somewhere um but if you go down and then it's best i'm assuming to try and travel when your children nap because the problem with going in a car is that motion quite mm-hmm. often whether it's nap time or not will send what well, sends me off to sleep never mm-hmm. mind children so that's the best because if the, if they sleep the whole way down and actually it's not been nap time at all, then mm-hmm. that could be pretty. Or does it not really matter? Yeah, but you can also have the best laid plans and then true. you think it's nap time and they don't sleep at all and they're just very oh, excited because yeah. you're going on holiday. Yeah, true. Um, again, it's age dependent, but you know, plan it around it, mm-hmm. but don't get worked up if it doesn't go to plan. You're no. going on holiday, so what's the worst that's going to happen? Yeah, they either sleep and they're going to be up a bit later. Um, or they don't sleep and they're going to be tired and you need to get them to bed mm. earlier that night. It, I think... And children are different as well, aren't they? Because I know that we used to go on holiday with friends and their children were so adaptable in that they would stay up really late or they would just sleep at the table at the restaurant mm-hmm. and, you know, all that. And my children just wouldn't. <laughs> but then I suppose, you know, they, they'd never done it and so that's mm-hmm. what they couldn't... So we would be like, I'm really sorry, we've got to go back now because <laughs> they'd have to go to <laughs> bed because it was just a disaster if you didn't and so I think people have to also remember that every child is different absolutely so not to feel like oh you know they should be able to be a bit more flexible because some children just can't be and that's just life and actually you know it is I think go with realistic expectations of what it's going to be like because actually it is going to be very different to potentially when you went on holiday on your own or with friends or with your partner or whoever it will be different yeah definitely Um, however it's just different it's not it's not worse it's not worse and actually some of the holidays that you have with children are just so much more fun they are yeah because you because yeah if it's just you and your partner Mm -hmm. or whatever you sit and read a book go for a drink whereas with children they are so entertaining you have the excuse of getting in the pool and messing around (laughs) whereas when you're grown up and you're doing it it's like yeah Yeah, it doesn't really work absolutely but um and children just see the enjoyment in a lot of the and you've got the excuse to go for an ice cream because that's what they want to do and you're like okay we're on holiday let's have an ice cream um But I think I've also seen times where everyone's a lot more relaxed and Mm. you can let a few things go. But I would also say, you know, try to keep to some form of routine for Mm -hmm. everyone because it does in the long term help with how hungry they are, how tired they are. Definitely. So have you got kind of some top tips that you would give for traveling with or traveling going on holiday with children because mm-hmm. traveling with children you might just be going you might not be going on holiday you could just be going to yep. visit somebody can you but where possible keep things familiar so like i talked about the travel cot but even if you don't take the travel cot can you take some sheets from mm. your child's cot it smells familiar mm-hmm. um yeah if you're taking all new things because we all have a tendency to buy lovely new things don't we for the yeah, holiday. holiday um and i've 
I've even bought stuff to wear, got on holiday and gone, well, this is really uncomfortable. <laughs> don't even like don't, it. Don't even like this. <laughs> and it's really uncomfortable and I don't like wearing it. Or you buy a product of some description yeah. and you're like, this is awful. I would try using it before you go. Mm. One, because does it work and do you like it? And does it fit and everything mm-hmm. else? But also, if you use it at home, you get to know how it works, or what it is, but so does your child. Mm. It's not all suddenly everything is brand So if you've got, for example, portable white noise, you don't all, all of a sudden just go, here we go. Yeah, and think it's going to work. Yeah. Like that. And, you know, it's little things I don't know um, for some people they need to think about like mosquito nests mm. uh, nets um, depending on where they're going so mm-hmm. what kind of products can you take for that um, but thinking ahead and having them and trying them out mm-hmm. don't do it when you get on holiday because it's normally yeah. a disaster yeah, yeah. Um, and always check stuff because if you order it and you think yeah perfect and you sling it in the suitcase because you're like, yeah, it came. Mm-hmm. Get it out. Put it together. Whatever it might be. Even if it's... Yeah, it's like it's a, a travel cot you get and there's yeah. a, the mattress is missing or something. Exactly. <laughs> or you get... I think we've had it with um, bottles before. You order the bottles, you get there and you're like, hold on, they're the wrong teats. Uh-huh. You know, it can be anything. Yeah, yeah. The dummies, they're actually... They're too small or they're too big or whatever it might be. Um, but just test them out. Before you go, I'd probably say routine, mm. but not get hung up on it. But have a routine, say regular breakfast, dinner, yeah. um, sorry, lunch and dinner, and try and stick to some nap times and things like that. Mm. Prepare for the holiday as much as you can, but take it each day at a time, and your holiday will be your family holiday. There will be those moments, like you said, you know, the fact that you had twins who had. DMV on the one week you go on holiday mm. it's like really mm. um but you can kind of laugh about it now and it now was probably, we definitely can yeah and it's one of those things that you look back on and as much as it probably wasn't massively enjoyable at the time mm. you got through it and we it's did. a memory and it's one of those things that you'll always chuckle about that yeah that was <laughs> that yellow baby grow yeah <laughs> at least it didn't show my stains <laughs> we sometimes put so much pressure it's a bit like Christmas isn't it it's a bit like Christmas and birthdays and all those special things you forget that actually it's your memories it's your Mm. holiday it's your Christmas it's your birthday whatever and you don't need it doesn't need to be picture Instagram perfect it just needs to be a time where you're all together spending time Mm -hmm. and I would maybe say don't go go big straight off I would maybe Maybe two nights away. Yeah. Try a caravan week and hope your children don't Mm. get ill. (laughs) (laughs) But don't think, you know, suddenly planning a two-week holiday abroad could be a little bit overwhelming when you've not maybe been away overnight with your child. So maybe build up to it. Do some, you know, car journeys, see how... Because, you you know, if Mm. you suddenly find out your child is actually motion sick... Yeah, after a couple of hours of being in a car you might want to know that before you start driving to the south of France yeah probably a good idea Um, so yeah build up gradually if you can Mm -hmm. and but enjoy it there is so many lovely elements to it and 
Yeah. Okay, well, I want to go on a holiday. I know exactly, but I'm definitely buying packing squares. That's super top tip. And that'll be on my list. It will. They're they're great. Um, Yeah, and, you know, self-tan mitts for... Yeah. Well, once you've self-tanned yourself, as long as it's nice and clean, you can take it and do it. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) That's everything for today. Thanks for listening. If there's something you'd like us to talk about, we'd love you to get in touch and let us know. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Bespoke Family or head to our website. The links are in our show notes. Make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss the next episode and please give us a rating or review if you like what you hear. We're Bex and Claire and we'll be back soon with another episode of Newborn to Team and everything in between. See you then. Bye.